Hello, everybody. I'm Scott. And this is Marla. And we are the Church Doctors, and we're so glad you're here with us today. Yeah, we're doing today is our first time to do it by video and a podcast at the same time. So we're a little uh, testing things out here. Yep. Thank you for joining us while we're running a test. Yeah. We... uh, we're so happy to have the technology and the help that we need from Mr. Joseph Torgerson, Yay, our sound engineer. He's back there. Hi, Joseph. <laughs> yeah, and uh, we're recording this, and we're uh, we're going to put it together. Hopefully. <laughs> and then look at it and see if it actually yeah, works. It's going to be great. <laughs> well, it's the new year, 2023. <laughs> I was trying to blow the little whistle thing. That was pretty thing. good. Was it? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. yeah, well, you so excited we, about this year? Yeah. yeah. Yeah? Great things you think are going to happen? Uh, yeah, absolutely. All right. Yep. I know you got a word about that. We're not talking about that word today. We're going to talk about a different word. We're going to talk about authentic Christianity today. Authentic Christianity. That's a good topic for today. That's a good topic for the year. Yeah, it's a good topic for the rest of your life. Well, that's true, too. Yeah, I mean, what... Uh, if if you ever sit down and think about it, why are why did Jesus save us and leave us here on the earth? So we could be authentic Christians. Yes, and uh, so he must have intended for us to do something while we're here after we're born right, again. Right, we have Other, to do, have a job. He, if his job was just collecting souls to fill up heaven, mm-hmm. then after we got born again, he would have killed us and let us go straight to heaven. But he didn't. But he didn't do that. He <laughs> he uh, offered us salvation, right? And then he said, uh, "If if you'll love me and obey my commandments, then we'll do this life together." Yeah. Basically, and yeah. so when we say yes to Jesus and we say yes to Holy Spirit, we are we become containers for God. Right. We uh, in the Old Testament, the people came to God and kind of worship God from a distance. They they uh they had a priest in between them and God. Right. And the presence of God was in what they called the Ark of the Covenant mm-hmm. in a te- a big huge worship center called the tab- Tabernacle. Mm-hmm. And they had rules about how to come to God. They had to have yeah. sacrifices, they had to clean this, they had to wash that, they had to yeah. Uh, I don't think I'd have done very they well. Had, right. <laughs> Too many rules. <laughs> we have a hard time Try making it on time to church every week. Just one <laughs> one thing to do. Yeah. So so uh but when Jesus came as the ultimate sacrifice, mm-hmm. the the veil in that worship center was torn in half. The veil in between the the place where you got ready to see God and the place where after you did all the things you were supposed to do, then you could meet with mm-hmm. God. That that veil was ripped in half when Jesus died on the cross. And so now so, we're on this side of the cross. So we can go straight into the presence of God. Yes. After we've said yes to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And he he lives on the inside of us instead of in a, uh, in a his box. presence in a in a gold box in a tent. Right. And so, so we are actually the Ark of the Covenant now. Right. So so this is a this is what the Bible actually teaches that that we are we are the uh, we are the tent on this side of the cross that that God lives in. Yeah. So yeah. he lived in a tent to separate himself from sinful man so that they wouldn't be consumed 
Jesus becomes the ultimate sacrifice and pays the price for us to come straight before God and to actually house him inside of our our tent, our physical body. Mm-hmm. This is a this is the mystery. This is uh what the the Bible says the mystery is is uh, just like as when a man and a woman come together in marriage we become one. When we become united with God, we become one. Right. Like God is not up in heaven, and right. we're down here on right. earth, and we're we're praying to God somewhere in the distance. Um, we we're the containers. Of Father God, right? Of Jesus, the Son of God, and Holy Spirit. And Jesus isn't living in our heart, <laughs> and we don't really ask Him into our heart either. No, He doesn't live in there. There's not a little door well, that a... opens, and <laughs> He's fully. Yeah, uh, I mean, those are all descriptive words that we use to get people to try right. to understand what's going on in the spirit realm, but. But uh, that's another teaching. So we're we're <laughs> on authentic Christianity. We're, we're talking about so once you become born again and saved, what do you do? How, what is an authentic Christian life after that? Well, I looked up what authentic means just because, and it just means authentic. <laughs> Genuine. In case you wanted a deeper study on that word, there it is. <laughs> Being actually and exactly what is claimed. And so as I was thinking about it, you mentioned that we were going to talk about this today, and I was thinking about it, and um, the first thing I thought of was my dad's a really good salesman, yep. and he can sell anything. Yep. But when I was growing up, and he would sell, he used to be a salesman for Hershey chocolate and, and Starkiss, tuna, and all that, we actually ate those products at home. So he, the reason I think he's such a good salesman is because he knew his product, yeah. He believed in his product. And as authentic Christians, we I think the number one thing that we need to do to be an authentic Christian is to know our product, which is God. And so many people, so many Christians have, a, a, well, in music you can be like if you, you want to hit the, the note C, but then there's some people that will hit a C sharp or, you know, you're sharp or flat. It's got to be true. We got to really know who our God is. That's right. Not a, not just in our heads, right. but right in our hearts. And so, uh, modern day Western Christianity has enabled us to sit and uh, maybe be taught that going to church makes us an authentic Christian. No. That no. that reading the Bible makes us no. an authentic Christian. That we put the quarter in of the word. You know, I studied the word of God, and I'm going to hold God responsible for blessing me because right. I know the word of God. And we put the quarter in the proverbial slot machine and pull the big arm, and up comes sevens because Ooh, we that's pr- a good number. We did all the religious <laughs> things right. We, right. We went to church. We're we're good people. Paying our ties. We're doing yeah, all the we things. Don't, we're not murderers. We're not thieves. Uh, and so we think that we've checked all the boxes. Well, what what happened there is we've removed ourselves from the actual grace of the Lord Jesus, and we've gone back into the Old Testament where we have to fulfill a list of things mm-hmm. in order to be accepted by God. And we've missed the part about knowing our our God. Right. And, and Sitting at his feet. That'll keep you. Being in his presence. It'll keep you from knowing him because you feel satisfied, like, well, this is what I'm supposed to do. Right. But down inside your spirit, man, you're not satisfied. Yeah. You know, if if 
if you've ever had an encounter or a, a spiritual experience with Jesus, when you got born again, your your spirit man was convinced God loves me. Yeah, he he died for me. He he made he he paid for my sin, and you you're overwhelmed at that point. You're like, wow, this is this is God. I needed him. Yeah, but then we we trade we trade personal experience with God for going to church and being a good Christian. Or we trade knowing God for knowing you. I know you, and I'm going to live off of your authenticity. Yeah, and that's uh, problem number two today is that (laughs) uh, we have pastors who are anointed that know the Word of God, that they pray, they get in the presence of God, they know God personally for themselves, and when we come and listen to them, it's like, woo, that was a good message. Yep. Um, the pra- I'm good for another week. Like uh, our daughter's a praise and worship leader. When she when she leads worship, you can tell heaven comes down and and uh, the, the the worship the presence of God is there. And you can you get a corporate presence of right, God. The, right. It's the blessing of all of the people gathering together, and and God is in our midst corporately. And there's a there's an overflow from it's a corporate from, kiss from the leaders. Right. <laughs> oh yeah. So. So you you come once a week and you get the corporate kiss, but in in the Bible it teaches us that each one of us can be kissed and not just once, but we get smothered with kisses yeah. over and over and over. That's yeah. that's out of the Song of Solomon. If you want to know chapter one verse two, oh well, very good. Yeah. And uh, so um, authentic Christianity really it it's not about doing. Doing flows out of that relationship with God. And and so it's it's a it's a overflow. You when you sit in the presence of God, we're talking about personally knowing him, coming before him, pouring out your heart uh in the same pattern that David did, like uh Lord, I I really hate the way my life's going right now and I hate the way my enemies attack me and I hate it. you know, he was just <laughs> honest with God. Here he was venting actually. He was, authentic. He, he was like he was like I really wish you would come down here and stomp these people who are against you and against your truth. And then and then he would switch from venting to but you're God. You're the God who created heaven and earth. You're the you're the impossible uh, you're the God that does impossible things. Uh, you created heaven and earth, and he would, he would turn his lament and his mourning and his complaining into praise every time after he would talk to. And so he had a, he he didn't have a religious relationship with God where it was like, oh Father in heaven, you know, you are God and I am a worm, and I just. <laughs> Trust that you were going to help me, you know. And we think that saying all the right words and right. sounding religious is right, but you know, read the Psalms. David <laughs> was not religious; he was so raw and he was so truthful in his relationship with God. And that's what God wants. He's like a good father. Well, you know, that makes me think of something. We used to live uh, down in the south, and it, inevitably. As soon as a tornado or a hurricane or some kind of bad weather comes through, the media immediately finds somebody and they would ask them, you know, how you doing or whatever. And they're like, well, God took, you know, my whatever. Yeah. But, but God is good. Inevitably. And, 
every it's, time, and you're it's like, It's always really? the guy who knows nothing about God that quotes God on, on video, right. on, on the news. And, and But and, did God choose to send a tornado to wipe out people's he, houses? Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, it was like, it's like, oh, my goodness. Ask somebody else. Ask a real Christian, an authentic Christian, what happened. It's always somebody that doesn't know yeah. God. But <laughs> that's, a me, reli- but that's a religious view of God. That it is. Because we know that this world's sinful and that we deserve judgment. And so, uh, uh, and in the Old Testament, before Jesus paid the price on the cross, God judged the, the people of God. He said, I want you to do this. They didn't do it. And he's like, okay, this is, I already told you what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Here's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And so judgment came, but we interpret th- that that's how God uh, that he wants to judge everybody all the time still. But Jesus stepped in between us and God and said, I will receive what they deserve. So we're not, we're not living according to what we deserve. If, if we were there, none of us would be alive. We're living in the grace of God. We're right. living in the, in the place where Jesus paid the price for us to be holy, to be able to live without sin. Now we're getting into the place where authentic Christianity happens. Because you have all of God on the inside, and you don't have to go to church and depend on somebody else's anointing. Mm -hmm. Somebody else goes into the presence of God, and you go away going, oh, that was a good worship service. I'm so glad I came. And then you go five, six more days before the next church service without ever entering in the presence of God yourself. That is a lie that Satan has presented before the people to say that oh there's only a few anointed worshipers there's only you know if you're not really good at playing the guitar and the drums and and leading uh, worship on the microphone then you're not the worshiper no that's not true everybody can worship god everybody can come straight into the throne room of god it's called a throne of grace it's yeah. a throne of mercy of course you can come and that's where you get to know him. <laughs> right? You become you No, know, here's something in the natural to compare. Like if if you hang around bad people and they're always using uh cuss words mm-hmm. and uh maybe demeaning women and telling dirty jokes and complaining about the government 100% of the time, if that's who you hang around, what's going to happen to you? It's going to get in you. You're going to talk you. exactly mm-hmm. the same. Mm-hmm. You're going to have the same attitude and you're going to think that those uh Bad jokes are actually funny. Yeah. But if you sit in the presence of a holy God and you you let him love you, and then after he loves you, you love him back, you your your container is so small compared to the immensity of God that when he starts lavishing his love on you, which he does when you sit with him, uh you overflow with that love. Right. Then people that hang around you mm-hmm. start to become more more godly. Mm-hmm. So you become an influencer instead of being influenced by darkness. You're shining the light, like the Bible says. All the rest of the things the Bible says that Christians are supposed to do happens out of sitting in his presence. Right. We become lights. We become mm-hmm. we become carriers of truth. Mm-hmm. We we become uh, like we have the gift of grace to offer people. Here's some. Here's the truth of grace. Here now, don't sin. Here, have the power to 
do your ministry, to carry out whatever call of God is on your life. Here, uh, uh, you have such and such a gift. You can lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. You can prophesy. You can have words of knowledge. I mean, there's a, a long list of the fruit of the Spirit of God that's supposed to come out in an authentic Christian's life. But we don't we don't like get wound up like a, a wind-up toy and set free on the earth after we say yes to Jesus and, okay, now go figure out how to do it. He's alive in us mm-hmm. all the time. Well, and I think that's why, um, like Sunday, we did a Facebook Live prayer and prophecy, and I just gave you a name, and you just gave words like that. Yeah, prophesy. And, yeah. and um, that doesn't come because you went to corporate, had your corporate kiss. That came because you sat at the feet of Jesus and know his voice, and you personally experienced his presence, and you know your God. Um, yeah, if back in the back in I don't remember what years, maybe 1950s or so, uh, Oral Roberts started the thing about God is good, and so many Christians were anti God. Oh, oh, we yeah. can't say that, he got we can't persecuted say because of that. Yeah, and then eventually it became now we uh, sing it. Well, no, then we went to God is good, and then you'd have to say all the, all time, the time, and then you'd say all the time, and I'd say oh, God is good. We did that for a long time. <laughs> And now it's just a, God is good, but I think it's lost its its authenticity because it's still up in our head and not in our hearts yeah. of who God really is. People have such a distorted picture of God; they think they try to equate Him to an earthly God or an earthly Father. Yeah, they try to equate Him to um, what they think here in the natural, but He is supernatural. He is more than we can ever dream or imagine. He's so good. He yeah. is, he, and you only learn that from being in his presence. Because well, otherwise it's just head knowledge and not in your heart, So another, in your life. Another fruit or another good thing that comes out of sitting in his presence is uh, you know his heart. And you, you know, again, you have Jesus, you have Holy Spirit. It's the f- Godhead fully in us, the Bible says. So when we read the Bible... And you can read the Bible with the the poor understanding of, well, God's like an earthly father. And then when you're reading the Bible, you insert, you know, angry. Yeah. Uh, he's going to spank me for doing something right, wrong. If I don't and, follow the rules. And or do uh, something. he's going to withhold his love from me until mm-hmm. I get it right. These are all toxic things that people believe about God, but he's not like that. Mm-hmm. So when, when we sit in the presence of God... And and he's so gentle, he's so loving, he's so, I mean, sometimes he's outrageously powerful, and, and you just, I've been in the presence of God where I could, it was so heavy and strong that I couldn't breathe, and yet, and yet I loved it, I, I don't know if, it, I would have traded not breathing for staying there, I think, <laughs> because it's so awesome, but, so when you read the word of God, Jesus himself said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father, Wow, so now I know that when I sit in the presence of God and I read the Word of God and I'm studying the life of Jesus, uh, God heals everybody because mm-hmm. Jesus healed them all. He never said no to anybody. Every sick person that came before him got healed, so God wants to heal me. You know, and, I, and, and you can go through the life of Jesus and watch the way he taught and loved his closest friends, the, the disciples, and they, you know, the, the came, they became apostles. 
this is how God loves us. Yeah, and I've been wanting to do this. When you sit and with Jesus, or you sit in his presence, you hear his heartbeat. <laughs> the heartbeat of God. Yeah. What is he saying? Yeah, he's saying, he's saying, I love the people of the earth. I even love your enemies. I I love I love everything about you. I I want to partner with you. I want you to be a carrier of my presence and a carrier of my power. I mean, inside of God's heart, when God uh, described David, there's a scripture that says David was a man who was who had a heart that beat like God's, or he, his heart was after God. And so, uh, what does that mean? It, it means that David knew knew God. He he knew he knew God so well that he even accessed things from the other side of the cross, the Old Testament side of the cross, he even accessed things that were paid for on this side of the cross because he knew God so well. He he just so so that proves that that God's not a a, a judge he's not the same as a picture that the Old Testament provides of a God that's just ready to spank everybody and judge everybody. No, he's he's a God of truth. And he used those rules and laws in the time in the Old Testament to encourage people to come to him and realize he's the provider of everything. Right. He's the source of our life. And, the, you know, it took them a while to figure that out, of course. <laughs> and so, uh, and for us too. I mean, right. we can get tricked into thinking that uh, our Christian life is just a, a matter of obeying a bunch of rules and satisfying everybody. Yeah. But and there's so much freedom and so much life in authentic Christianity. Right, right. I mean, I like authentic Mexican food. Right, and then when you've had like authentic Mexican food Mexican out food. of a, like uh, out of the freezer case at the grocery store and you put it in the microwave for three minutes and you eat it. And you're like, ew. ew. Or, or you go to a restaurant that says authentic Mexican food. And then you know it's not. And you not. go in, and there's some white guys and a couple yeah, Japanese guys not. making the tacos. Oh, come on! When I go, when I want authentic Mexican I food, I'm going to Mexico. Thing. I mean, maybe down to, into uh, uh, Mexico City. Ooh, that one and place that the, we went. Yeah, mm. they were like world famous tacos, and yes, ooh, it was yeah. authentic. But and that's it, what you and crave, you could tell, right? you could taste it, and it was what it was satisfying. Mm. So our Christian life, even though. It's full of challenges, even though the world hates us, even though we live in a world that's broken, and yet we have a we live with a with a perfect God, with a with a loving relationship where He provides everything we need. There's this tension going on in between where we live and and the truth of who we are. But even even while you're dealing with the hard parts of your life, you're satisfied. You know, but but here's the sad thing is that you know, people that have never had authentic Mexican food and they go to a restaurant and they think that it's authentic, they think it's great. And they're they deceived. They just don't know. Yeah. And so are we living a life that's fake, authentic Mexican food? Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> fake, so compare, authentic Christianity? And do they really know what authentic Christianity is? So compare... Because if they did, they would just, oh my goodness. I know. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good, the Bible says. Every believer has the promise of God on the inside of them. Every believer has the yes of heaven for somebody else. What I mean by that is... is if you will smile and at and encourage somebody who's sad, partnering with the heart of God, 
you will encourage them out of that rut and they'll they'll have the light of God shine on them through you. If if you're if you desire you like the Bible says everybody should desire to prophesy, then you can prophesy over people and they'll find out what God thinks about them. And that encourages them, the Bible says. It's a it's a builds them up. It makes them stronger. I mean, and then there's all kinds of gifts and ways that God uses people. But and so so you were created with a special purpose, the Bible says. You were the the things that you were due in partnership with God, God calls them works. The the works that you would do, he decided all those before he even created the earth. So wouldn't you think that you should find out what it is that God designed you to do? It it, it would be like having your cell phone and this cell phone was designed so you can call your mom, you can text your sisters, you can see what time it is, you know it's a computer, you can look up on Mr. Google and you can ask find him, the Church Doctors podcast yeah, on 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 Apple Podcasts and Spotify plug, or outpouringintl.com yeah. so, yeah. on their website. And so this phone <laughs> does so many things, and when it does what it's supposed to do, we're happy. It, it's really good. <laughs> but what if you use this phone to drive a nail into the wall so you can hang a picture? It's not doing what it's supposed to do, and it damages it. Right. It's the same for us in our lives. You're designed to do something, and when you find out what God designed you to do, you carry out your purpose. It's fulfilling. I mean, I'm, and then people that are around me are like, I want to be around that person because somehow they just click. Everything they do works. When they talk, it sounds like the voice of God's talking. When they lay hands on me, I can feel the power of God come through their hands, and so I mean, I can feel the Holy Spirit manifesting right now just talking about this because I'm getting excited. Well, and that's because you did this. <laughs> I heard the heartbeat of God. Here it is again. So so we, we as Christians, authentic Christians, do the works that their Father created them to do. Mm-hmm. They don't sit in church and watch somebody else do it. Right. Church co- Corporate gatherings are to encourage each other. It's for the equipping of the saints. The Bible, to teach actually, you how to, the yeah. Bible actually teaches that it's not the job of one guy to stand up and preach every Sunday and for everybody to judge whether it was right or not at lunch. The Bible <laughs> says is that corporate gatherings are for the edification of the body, all parts of the body supplying. Right. So you, you, the, every person listening, every person watching today, you have gifts and works already pre-programmed on the inside of you you to do before you were even born god decided those things and if you'll tap into that and do that through sitting in the presence of god you're you will become an authentic christian that's so good you'll be a mature christian yeah the the bible says that the purpose of pastors and apostles and evangelists and 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 uh, Teachers. teachers is to equip the saints to do the work of the ministry. And that's uh, and saints aren't special people that only do special things. That's you. Everybody that has Jesus is a saint. That's who he yeah. was talking to. Yeah. It's not a Catholic word where only St. Peter and St. John. No, it's St. you. Yeah. You're a saint. And we're right now equipping you that's right. to if do the work of the ministry. If you're at a place where you're not super satisfied with your Christianity, it's, it's not because it's you're bad it's because holy spirit's going come on come on there's more 
walk into the fullness of your calling. Right. And so I just release that in your life right now. If if you'll say yes to God and sit in his presence, pour out your heart to him. Tell him what you're dissatisfied about, but then worship him. Yeah. Give him glory and honor, the Bible says. Pray according to Matthew 6. Pray that my Father in heaven, your name is holy. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. Jesus said this is a good model prayer for us to pray even corporately together. Even more so, I think. But, you know, just read your Bible and, and, and find out the heart of God in the presence of God. Read the Bible in the presence of God. And you know what? This is really good. And this is our prescription as the church doctors for you for 2023 this That's year right. is to know him, to know him like you've never known him before. So we just want to thank you for staying with us and yep. receiving this teaching today. And we want to encourage you to... Uh, pass this along to others who you think would uh, that need to hear this. Uh, respond back to us uh, through the information at the end of the podcast through uh, outpouringinternational.com. Uh, com. Outpouring I, outpouring <laughs> I-N-T-L dot com. com. And uh, send us a note and let us know how this has impacted your life because uh, that, that helps us model. Or uh, what you'd better. like to hear us talk about. Yeah. So thank you for being with us today. We love you. We're praying for you. And uh, we're, we're releasing you to be an authentic, authentic Christian. Yeah.